you work hard and like, you know, things will pay off. But I really hope my journey can show people that, you know, not only in my career, like in fitness and doing the inner work, like in wellness and everything, like if you put the work in and if you mentally like just decide that you want to commit to change and you want to be successful and whatever success looks like for you, like if you can have that discipline, like it will work out for you. Welcome to the UNI podcast, a space where we share stories to uplift while reflecting and working on ourselves. My name is Ozzy. And I'm Kara. And here we engage in conversations centering on sisterhood, wellness, spirituality, and more. Join us each week as we learn and grow together. So thank you so much, Asia Malaya, for joining us. We wanted to bring you back to speak to our listeners after exploring your work on cardio and curves. We see what you're doing. It's amazing. And you kind of motivate us and you inspire other women to live a healthier lifestyle. And we would love for you to come and share your wisdom with us and our listeners. So thank you for joining us on the UNI podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, but I just love... I don't know, it's the energy you are you're exuding for me. Like it's the consistency but also the dedication and the small that we can see on social media, you're also motivating other women. Women that you don't even know, I guess like us. It's it's the energy, as I said before. Talk to me about or talk to us rather about your story, what has led you to where you are, why are you doing what you're doing right now? Um, yeah, so it's so crazy because whenever anybody asks me that, it's like I kind of live like two totally different lives, right? So I have like this life where I work at Team Vogue, I'm an editorial assistant, um, I write on fashion, beauty, all the glamorous, sometimes not so glamorous things. Um, and then I have the side of me that is courage and cardio, which is like really my passion at heart. Like you said, I love to inspire other women. I'm just really motivate everyone to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, and that honestly, that both can coexist. Like you can be glam, you can do all these things, you can travel, um, and you can still take care of yourself and like be a baddie. But interestingly enough, it all came together because I knew I wanted to work in the fashion industry back when I was in high school. My freshman year of college, I remember just like feeling like I can't really like wear the things that I want. Like my body is not the way I want it. Like I'm going to lose 50 pounds so I can buy the clothes I want. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog and that's going to be like my ending into the fashion industry. And so I set out, it was January of, I think like 2014 for my 18th birthday. I asked for a Nutribullet as my birthday gift. And I was like, I'm gonna have a smoothie a day. Like, I'm just gonna change up my entire lifestyle. And so from that January to September, it took me nine months, but I lost the 50 pounds. And during that time, I also started like doing internships. I started my blog, I think like the year after that. But what I found is that when I came back on campus, of course, like the first half of the journey, it was my first semester, um, my second semester, I'm sorry, it was my freshman year in college, I went to Hampton University. And by summer, I was like in it, like all I was doing was working and just working out. And when I came back to school sophomore year, everybody was like, Oh, my God, like, you look so good. How did you do it? Uh, and I kind of just got tired of telling everybody what I was eating and the workouts I was doing. And so I was like, oh, let me just make a page for girls on campus that can follow along, you know, and I can help inspire them like we can do different things on campus together and that's really how curves and cardio was born so it was born out of me wanting to get healthy to work in the fashion industry and then really just inspiring other girls on campus um and from there it's like the loves really just both emerged my junior year like when I was a college ambassador for essence 
I wanted to just write about fashion and all these things with Essence and they love Curves and Cardio. And I remember we had to do um, a big project in order to even get selected as a college ambassador. And we had to like do a video and everything. And my video, of course, because they knew about Curves and Cardio was about like, uh, I think it was like five tips on staying healthy as a college student. And I did like this whole production with like different girls on campus and working out and all these things. And so, yeah, that's kind of how both of the things came to life and now it's like these two lives that I just tried to make one. I love that. Personally right now me and Col- me and Ozzy were both in college but right now COVID so we're kind of at home just kind of figuring that stuff out but for those of our listeners that are currently on campus and currently like navigating the COVID realm would you say that your five tips for staying healthy on campus have shifted or I know you're no longer a college student but how would that kind of fit into their lives now as college students? Right oh my god I mean I've only been out of college for four years but that was a long time ago. I don't even remember what the tips were. I think that was like my sophomore junior year. But for me, what really helped was for one, like it's super, super hard when you just, you're partying all the time and you're drinking and you're doing all the things. But honestly, like I had to learn, I can't just be out here drinking all these fruity drinks that everybody's drinking. For one, like I had to learn my body type. Like I had to do a lot of research and all those things. Um, And it's like, just because like your friends can just sit there and drink all these fruity drinks and all that stuff like maybe you can't do that so when I would drink I would just drink like a lot of straight stuff like tequila just learning like what works for my body when it comes to that and like so I can still have fun and do all the things but not feel like I'm depriving myself of anything when it came to like eating cafeteria food like that was really rough for me because I'm like I don't want macaroni and cheese all the time I don't want you know certain things like that so it came down to really just getting like baked chicken all the time and just learning how to incorporate more vegetables um like I said I had a Nutribullet so even when I was living in a dorm like I would go to Walmart I would get frozen fruits frozen um vegetables and I would blend it up so I can just have something to um you know take to class for snacks we loaded on healthy snacks to bring to class with me so if I was on campus you know passing Chick-fil-a I wouldn't fall into the trap of getting that you know in college it was really really rough like now that I'm older just the mindset um the discipline everything is very different like I've been on a journey for probably like eight years now um yeah eight years because I was a freshman so it's very different I've learned evolved a lost gained so much throughout the journey um so now I can really you know speak to it it was the roughest I will actually it wasn't the roughest in college it was the roughest when I got out of college and I was dealing with post-grad depression that's when it was really rough but yeah I just honestly say it's, it's really just learning your body and realizing that you know you can't just even if you want to just be like stuffing your face and stuff like that like and if you want to move your body like make sure you're waking up every day and just going to the gym or just go for a 30 minute walk around campus you know if you decide to do that like I said don't ever deprive yourself or feel like oh my god like I can't eat all these things um you know if you want to train your discipline and do that me personally I did and it helped a lot but it's also just remembering to like move your body if you don't feel comfortable going to the campus gym which for me at a lot of times I didn't I'm like it's a whole bunch of athletes in there like I don't want to be in there as a freshman that was not me I would look up workouts and do it in my dorm be active and it's not only you know good for your physical health but for your mental health like 30 minutes of active exercise a day can just change so much mentally for you yeah and that reminds me you were actually you brought up college and your college experience and you went to an hbcu you went to hampton university if i'm correct and that hbcu experience it's interesting especially for someone who's outside who goes to pwi also known as a 
predominantly white institution for those who are not aware of the lingo. So tell me more about your experience of going to an HBCU. Why did you decide to go to an HBCU? For me, I, I have the best of both worlds because I go to George Washington in D.C. So Howard is over there too, and I'm always going to Howard because I have friends there as well. So I'm able to get both experiences, but I'm also an outsider. So talk to us more about your experience and what you loved about it, but also what you didn't really like as much. Yes. In high school, now granted, even though I was raised in black neighborhood, my mom was always just very adamant on me not going to school in the neighborhood. Um, so we're, when all the kids went to the same elementary school, the same high schools and things like that, I didn't. In high school, it was a predominantly white high school. I can count on my hands how many black people were in the classes. Like we all knew each other. We were like a tight little family. And I just remember just like wanting to go to a HBCU. Like I was like, I love this little family that we have, but like imagine just having this on a larger scale. I, I just remember like certain things I felt in high school. I didn't want to feel that in college. I'm like, you know, that's very transformative four years. They say it's supposed to be the best four years of your life, which it's not. It gets better. You know, all these things, you know, in high school. And so I was like, I want to go to an HBCU. And then from there, I'm like, okay, so which one do I want to go to? Because I know I want to go away. Really between Howard, Hampton, and Spelman. I was like, if I'm going to go to HBCU, it has to be one of these three. And so Spelman for me was just too far. I was like, I'm not going to Georgia. That's way too far. And Howard, I felt like you had to be a type of person to go to Howard. Mind you, Howard gave me a scholarship and everything. And I was like, I feel like you have to be a type of person to go here and... Wait, I want to know, how would you describe the Howard person? It's like, so see, now, the age I am now, like, I would go to Howard in a heartbeat. But when I was in high school, like, I was still very, like, not 100% confident in myself. Like, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was quiet. But like I said, just not 100% confident in myself. And I feel like it was just, like, like a mixy type person. Like, the people I knew going to Howard, they were mixy. And I just, I was like, mm, I don't feel like I'm the type of, like... Howard girl like I just don't see that being me like I said now like I would be like oh I'm out like I'm going to Howard but the Asia I was at 16 years old when I was choosing colleges like she was like nah that's not me and then I had a cousin who went to Hampton and she didn't finish and so I kind of felt like it was my duty like as my family was the first person in my family to graduate I was like well she did it so like this is my job like I have to do this um and she went to Hampton raved about it loved it um and I just remember when I visited the campus I was like oh like I can see myself here I remember seeing the girls walking around in heels and all that and I was like oh like I could do this and Virginia did feel far but it didn't feel as far as Spelman felt and I just wanted to be around people who looked like me you know I, I knew like the network that came um, from going to HBCU, all these things. So yeah, that was kind of why I just like knew I had to go to HBCU and how I chose Hampton. Yeah, I'd be looking at HBCUs, especially like the, the women who go there and they're out here wearing heels looking hella good with their makeup done. I'm like, wow, can't really. I don't know why the culture of like PWIs, people are out here wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts and calling it a day, but I love the fact that I know. Yeah, at HBCUs, they always remember that. I don't know. What's that saying where you want to dress up how you want to be or something like that? I don't know what the exact saying is, but I feel like HBCUs definitely have that down. That HBCU energy. That's what we need. Right. <laughs> I'm a Hampton woman through and through. Okay, so we kind of want to get more into your work with Teen Vogue. So I just personally wanted to know, like, I've been looking at your editorial assistant for Teen Vogue, and we see that you're working and running your social media platform alongside that. So I want to know, how do you balance the two while, like, like leaving time for yourself? 
Yeah, like I feel like before I was so focused balancing, like because like I said, I used to have a blog, so it was really like balancing. How am I going to get these blog posts out, or how am I going to do this, and how am I also going to work? My balancing is work and taking care of myself. Like social media now and Instagram and everything, like it's cool and I'm on it, but I don't feel like I have to like make time out. Like, okay, I need to do this and like I I just don't I just don't do that for Instagram anymore. Like if I look cute and I want to draw a picture, I am like don't get me wrong. Like for curves and cardio, I plan like oh I need certain content. Like you know I want to promote the ebook this way this week. I want to do this, but I just try to like weft all of that into my regular life. Like this weekend I went to brunch. I'm in LA. I'm having a good time. Like I'll take cute pictures. I'll post it. I, I don't really share my work that much. I just don't anymore. I stopped. Um, it's something I do want to get back into, but. I, like I said, I really see myself really just balancing between work and having time for myself. And by that, it's like I was telling you guys, before I open an email, before I do anything work-related throughout the day, I make time for myself. And that's by going to the gym. So when I wake up, I do my morning routine. I write out what my day is going to look like. Um, I take all my like health shots, my vitamins. I have tea and I head out the door and go to the gym. Like before I do anything work related. And from there, after I take care of myself, then I can go into doing everything else. And to be honest, like I'm really learning how to intentionally take time for myself, even outside of like the gym and stuff. Like past week, today's my first day back in the office. I've been off for like a week and a half. Um, and that was just me being like, hey, Asia, like you need time to shut everything off. I took all my notifications off my phone. Like I just wanted to be and I was like, hey, let me come to Cali. Let me just be even more for a little. And so but it took me a while to get there because I used to be so, so focused on like work, 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 work. But I learned that the only way I can continue to be productive in work is if I make sure I'm taking time out for myself. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to intentions, what I've learned is that intentions also come with the idea of not so planning but goals and having a having an idea for yourself so kind of looking at where you are now and kind of looking back did you know this is what you wanted to do did you know that you want, you wanted to enter you know journalism and blogging and fashion and just everything that you, you're doing right now did you have an idea or was it has it changed yes I'd like to build off of that question for a second I also want to know like how did you know that was what you wanted to do Yes. I grew up in New York. So I've always just, I have like the most fabulous aunts. When I was young, my aunt would like take me to Broadway during the holidays with her floor length fur. And would my mom would make sure I was dressed up to a T and we were like headed out the door. Wow. The vibes. That's immaculate vibes right there. Yes. Fur, like she passed it down to me now. So now it's my fur. Wow. That's a, that's love. That's how I grew up. Like my mom, I remember her, she would wear her red lipstick every day. You know, and then I remember like taking her red lipstick and putting it on my cheek to use it as blush, you know, when I first started getting into makeup. And then when it came down to, um, you know, even like I used to be in dance school and I remember I would go to dance school and have my dance clothes under like a cute fit. Like I just would always like, I, I just loved, I just loved everything about fashion, everything about beauty. Um, and even to the point where I was in high school, I was the girl with like, I'll, I'll never forget, Matt came out with a Hello Kitty palette and it was like bright blue, bright pink. And I was the girl with like the bright blue eyeshadow with my matching blue blazer with like blue Uggs. I had Uggs in every color. Like that was me. And I remember one of my teachers told my mom, like she was like, if Asia put as much energy into her schoolwork as she did her outfits, like she would be fine in my class. 
And I was like, you're a hater. But because now look, so I've just, it's always been something that I loved. And then I loved writing and I took a journalism class my senior year in high school. And one of our trips was to People Magazine. And so we got to go to People for the day. We sat in on the editor meetings in the morning. Um, They took us a tour around the office and everything. And I remember they took us into the fashion closet. And I just remember seeing all these clothes, all these accessories, and they had these interns in there and they were telling us like, yeah, you know, say if if Beyonce wears this thousand dollar skirt, whatever today, like they'll have us go out to like the H&Ms or the Fabric 21s and see if we see something similar to put in the books. And th- these are the clothes that we have, whatever, showing the accessories. And I remember my classmates, because everybody knew Asia is like fabulous in high school. Like that's what they knew me as. And my classmates were like, Asia, like we can see you doing something like this. And I was like, yeah, like me too. It's cool. But I just remember see, like there was nobody there that looked like me. All these people were white. All these people were like a size zero. And I was like, it seems really cool, but it's hard to visualize doing something when you don't see yourself represented. And so my first semester of college, when I went in, I actually majored in education because like I said, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I just didn't see myself represented. So I was like, uh, I'll just settle for education. I would always have like side jobs with kids and in schools. So I was like, oh, it's something I enjoy doing. And after my first semester, again, just being at HBCU, being around this energy, um, building my confidence, all these things, I was like, are you really about to spend four years in this major that you don't care about? Like, this is not what you want to do. And I would see like, you know, the seniors in the communication school and all the things they were doing. And I was like, yo, like if you want to do this, you could do it. And you're just going to have to put in more work. Like just because you don't see yourself represented doesn't mean like there's not somebody in the industry. It doesn't mean that you, you can't make it there eventually. And so I changed my major, my, my second semester. I had my first semester of college. I remember I wrote a paper and my English teacher to this day, I, I love her. She read the paper. She read like the first few sentences. And I remember she was like, you don't care about this. It was a story about like gun violence or something. She was like, you don't care about this. I was like, I don't. She was like, you seem like you really want to be more into like the fashion and things like that. Mind you, it was only like my first, second week in class. So it wasn't like I was doing a whole bunch of dressing up or anything. Yeah, I was a freshman. So I was like, yeah, I was like, how do you know? And she was like, I teach a magazine writing class. And she was like, I can tell by the style of your writing. And I was, mind you, I was fresh into college. This is my freshman year. Um, and so I had spoke to her and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my major. And I was like, I'm going to be the editor-in-chief of Essence, like all these things. I was like, I'm going to take her magazine writing class. And literally the semester after her magazine writing class, I was the college ambassador for Essence. And so all these opportunities, you know, whenever I saw them, I would apply and I just like, interned my ass off sorry curse but I was going in like I was just interning grinding hustling and just making my way up the ladder but yeah that's kind of um how I knew is what I wanted to do and how I just I just went for it but I love that for you I am listening to you how you said that you used to dress and used to be able to express yourselves in all the different colors that you're wearing with that you also said like before you kind of went into college you were a little shy so I just want to know because when people see people that are dressing like boldly they're like oh they got confidence oh they are good they're like up there they know who they are I just want to know how were you able to find yourself like how were you able to find yourself throughout your college experience that you are now able to like present yourself how you are now be confident in yourself like know who you are and just be like yeah you can't tell me anything about that this is who I am Mm, that's a good question you know I feel like it's something that is just it's ever evolving with you as you grow. I mean, because 
the Asia who graduated Hampton, like, yeah, she was confident and she was all these things. But, like, the Asia I am now, like, that Asia couldn't touch me. It's something that's ever-evolving. But um, for me, one, what helps is, I mean, I do, like, a lot, a lot of inner work. Like, between, like, affirmations, really just writing, journaling, like, all of these things that... I just put, I pour into myself so I can grow. You know, I don't surround myself with anybody who is just not good for me. I only keep myself surrounded around good energy. Um, So my tribe, I'm really, really, really tight with my friends. And they all pour into me the same way I pour into them. And when I say they help me so much, like when it's times, even after college, there were times where I was like, I'm a bum. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I done did all these internships. I don't know what I'm doing now. I can't get a job. Like, and my friends were like, no, like Asia, you're that big like they just pour into me so much um and I love my tribe and so just between that and really just doing inner work to find myself to continue growing I think all of those things have helped um because when I was younger like like you said yeah like I can wear all this bright eyeshadow I can do all of these things but that doesn't mean I'm like the most confident you know in the room like don't get me wrong I I always had a confidence to me as I grow and as I get older like that confidence just like it just continues to to bloom and to blossom but again it's just it's a lot of just like inner work that I do like I always say the the glow up is more than just the physical thing like it's like what are you what are you doing daily to like to feed yourself you actually bring up a really good point and I guess even from there what are you doing every day for that inner work you talk about how you know it's not just about how you look on the outside but as you said the inner work so what are, what habits do you have what rituals do you practice um that are helping you on that journey of kind of developing yourself on the inside yes i've been trying to do a lot more reading so for one just reading even if it's just a chapter a day in a book i suffer a lot with imposter syndrome so i read books about like imposter syndrome um fighting fear right now i'm reading a book about being in your 20s and how it's the defining decade so reading is something that i'm really really um trying to be more active with um but when it comes to just like my rituals and my habits the first thing i do when i wake up is i pray i pray i read a devotional i try to read a devotional plan that is that speaks to a current place where I'm in in my life at that point so like right now I just it's been a really uncomfortable month and just weird past few weeks um so I've been reading the plan on transitions um and that just helps me go throughout my day so when I get those weird and uncomfortable feelings throughout the day I just try to bring myself back to that devotional I read in the morning it sets the tone for my day from there I'll just write I'll write like what I'm grateful for in the morning gratitude is really big for me um I just feel like you can't reach the next level of life or you can't you know get all of these things that you want if you don't appreciate what you have in the moment um so I'll write in the morning what I'm grateful for even if it's just three things I'm grateful for x y and z um and it doesn't have to be anything super big it can be I'm grateful to have my health during a pandemic I'm grateful to have had a good sleep last night like it it doesn't have to be anything big but practicing gratitude is big for me um like I said I just write out what the things I'm doing for the day that helps me have less anxiety throughout the day I do my daily workouts like we spoke about for me that time is just Asia time I spend two hours in the gym every morning and I just, I zone out. Like I'm in my zone. I'm sorry. Did you say two hours? Yes. Two hours every morning. Okay, Asia. See, there's levels and I'm understanding that my level is 
we're just getting started. I know. It's it's working away there. Like I said, I told you, it's been eight years since I really like started just the journey and working on all that. So it took me a while to get to two hours, but that is just like, that's my time. That's my, like one hour, I feel like, ugh, I didn't do enough. Or like, I like to be in the gym for two hours. That's just me. I'm the type of girl that's like beast mode or nothing. Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing in the gym? I need to know like what this is actually like looking like. Like, does it start off with cardio? Like, do you work into lifting? Like, what's... Do you warm up? Do you stretch? See, my friends, when I bring my friends to work out with me, they think I'm crazy because to me, like, a warm-up is, like, a one-mile jog or, like, I have, like, a very intense hit workout as a warm-up. A normal day in the gym for me will be, I go in, I'll do 10 minutes on a treadmill, probably some jogging, some running. When I get off, I'll do a hit circuit. So a hit circuit for me could be, like, I'll do four sets of, like, four workouts and it'll be 30 seconds each. So I'll do, like... 30 seconds jump rope, 30 seconds burpees, 30 seconds jump squat, and 30 seconds like kettlebell swings. And I'll do four rounds of that. And then I'll go into weight training. So whatever day it is, I'll train that muscle, whether it's lower body, upper body, whatever. And then I'll end off with a cardio. So sometimes I'll end off with sprints. Sometimes I'll end off with a bike. Sometimes I'll end off with the Stairmaster. It all depends. But that's like a normal workout day for me. But the strength training and weights like that alone is like an hour. Lord, the dedication. No, we're going to get there. I literally believe, like, with my heart. It's my therapy. Like, honestly, I recently started therapy this year, but, like, the gym is more therapeutic than my actual therapy sessions. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love my therapist. That's my girl. I've loved being in therapy, but the gym, is that is, like, my thing. It seems as if when I look at you, you're kind of on the opposite end. Like, you are, I wouldn't even say the finished project because, obviously, we're all evolving, but you are at, it seems like you're really in a good place, if that makes sense. You're at where we want to be. Yeah. <laughs> you are at where we want to be. Yeah. I mean, but it's like I've done a lot of work to get here. Like, not only physical, and I still have, like, such a long way to go. But, like, the vibe that I'm in now, I've just worked so hard to attain it. Like I, And like I said, it's a lifestyle. Like, it is really a lifestyle. And nobody can break like the vibe that I'm in like I just I don't allow for that energy I don't um with that we kind of want to go more into the future and reflect a little bit so I want to know like who are people that you're looking up to or people that are inspiring you and how do you hope to inspire people yourself so I always tell people Lindsay Lindsay Peoples Wagner who of course, was my boss at Team Vogue when she was the editor-in-chief um, before she just left last month. But I always tell people, like, Lindsay is my all-time inspiration because just working alongside a Black woman at a major publication like Team Vogue and seeing firsthand how she handled everything um, and just how hard she worked and all of that, like, it just made everything, like, the representation that was missing when I was in high school and I would go to these magazines and wouldn't see it, I felt like all of that didn't matter anymore once I got to see Lindsay in action it's just it everything is in everything with her is inspiring like not only did she just inspire me with how she worked but she just she contributed to my growth like I remember when I interviewed with her it was like I don't just want you to be my assistant but I want you to be able to make your own relationships and write and do all these things you know and I have my own column at Team Vogue for for Black Beauty um when I was a few months into the job I got to go to the Met Gala and cover social media you know because of Lindsay all these experiences that I wouldn't have had without her but like I said not only did she contribute to my growth but she's just super 
inspirational. Like she's not somebody that just talks the talk, but she walks the walk too. Um, and it's, she's just so rare in this industry. And yeah, I just, I always tell people like Lindsay is my number one inspiration and me. I'm not even like big on, I look up to this person. I look up to this person in the industry because when I was younger, I looked up to so many people in the industry and then I met them in real life and they weren't who I thought they were. Lindsay is just the realest person ever and I love her like hands down like Lindsay is it for me and then she also really really helped when I when I talk about like balancing like work life and all that Lindsay also helped me come to terms with that because before I started at Team Vogue like I was like work 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 like workaholic to the point where like I barely even made time for my friends and family and when I started with Lindsay like she I send an email after a certain time it's like why are you emailing me after this time working on the weekends is like a total no no and so it was just the perfect transition especially as I was getting older I started Team Vogue like a few weeks after I turned um 23 and so I was really making it into like my mid-20s and so to be in a position that really allowed me to have a work-life balance while still being able to accomplish all these things in my career I just know that it would have been so different without a woman like Lindsay um who was leading the way and so always tell people hands down Lindsay um is who inspires me and how I hope to inspire other women it's just really that I, I I know it's so cliche to say this whole like you work hard and like you know things will pay off but I really hope my journey can show people that you know not only in my career like in fitness and doing the inner work like in wellness in everything like if you put the work in and if you mentally like just decide that you want to commit to change and you want to be successful and whatever success looks like for you like if you can have that discipline like it will work out for you you know I always tell people like when it came to fashion and the industry and what I wanted to do I'm like you know if I could commit myself to doing all those things to doing the internships and doing all that stuff I was like if I can commit to that if I could set my mind up mentally for that why can't I do it in fitness and I apply that to everything else in my life like when there's other things that I know that like I'm off with I'm like girl like you know you have the mental capacity to do these other things like you can do this it's just you have to decide that that's what you want to do and so I just hope my journey and everything like just continues to show women that um you know and you you can you can be glam and you can travel and you can do all these things and you can still take care of yourself um especially in a generation now where everybody wants to go under the knife like you do not have to do that like and I just want I just want women to love themselves more like that that's what I really want and getting that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day that we can have um that also plays into how I want to help women like you do not need to do any of that like to love yourself and so yeah yeah, we're all about that natural BBL. I said, we may just have to bring you back to talk about that because we've been looking around. We're like, we need to find someone to talk about this because, like, it's a lot going on right now. <laughs> it is a, girl, we can sit on, on here for hours and talk about that. It's like a disease now, I feel. And it's, you know, I, I try to just, like, keep my mouth shut when it comes to it because I read an article once before and it said that women who, like, naturally have the body that all these women are trying to get like we don't understand it so like the small waist and the hips like me no matter how much weight I gain no matter how much weight I lose I have an hourglass shape which is what all these women are going under the knife to get and so no I don't know what it feels like to not have that but so I don't know like women say they feel less of a woman if they don't have curves or they feel you know I don't know what that feels like because I've always been curvy but then it's also like when I was younger I was made fun of and we were called fat and we were called all these things you know and now all of a sudden it's a trend to have a tiny waist 
and big hips and big boobs and all these things that I had. And I was just not confident in it when I was younger. And so that's where it comes into play for me, which is like, oh, as an adult, you want all these things, but like, you don't even know. And then also like, why does everyone want to look like each other? Like be unique, be yourself. Like it's nobody on this earth that I want to be, but me. Everybody want to look the same. Like y'all walking around looking like ants. Like don't, don't get me started. Oh, oh, wow. Since my end. Oh my goodness. That's a very just, sensitive topic for me because it's just like especially the girls that go get surgery and then make fitness pages like they be in the gym mm-hmm. no get out oh, I need, yes. no no yes. they need to get out mm-hmm. after they get surgery i'd be like uh, fitness page showing results they went under the knife like make I it just, make sense you already got me started <laughs> we're gonna have to just we're gonna talk about this again we'll, we'll have a whole thing about this we'll have asia part two <laughs> well my last question for you and we talked about this a little bit um about your journey and how you you know it took a lot of work for you to get there and get where you are now but in a kind of reflection mode all in all what are you loving most about your journey and your growth from what you've seen so far um that's it you guys got a good question um what i love most right now i I think more than anything i love the fact that i've tapped into a different part of myself that now allows me to inspire and talk to my friends from a different level if that makes sense i feel like at a time like when you and your tribe you're all mentally just like trying to figure out or trying to do whatever it can be conflicting um but i'm at a point don't get me wrong we're all always trying to figure it out but just the mental vibe that i'm at right now um like i said like i said earlier it's an energy that nobody can break um and because i'm here like on this plane you know when my friends are freaking out or my friends are going through whatever i'm always the one now that's just like hey practice some gratitude do this be patient do this for yourself and it's all things that I was not that girl a few years ago like a few years ago I was the one always being flustered I was the one doing and like oh yeah I'm grateful for this but but like it was always a but after it and now just all the work I've done and the work that I continue to do and even in the gym and everything like I I have my friends come over like let me put you through a boot camp for a week let me cook for you come to the gym with me just see how different you feel you know I'll tell them like you know write in a gratitude journal with me for a week see how you feel when they get flustered I'm like be patient I'm the one like giving pep talks and stuff like that and so for me I think that's what matters most to me right now is that I can pass that energy on to my tribe um because like I said like if the people surrounded like you surrounding yourself with if they're not right like you're not gonna be right and so yeah I love the fact that I can just transfer my energy like I there's nobody to my knowledge that's around me and they don't feel good when they leave me and that is just that's my goal but that's also why you have to be selective and not let everybody have access to you which I don't yeah I love that I don't know how I'm gonna do this but I'm gonna have to find a way to enter that tribe either it's from looking on the outside I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'll be there okay um but yeah Asia thank you so much um this was honestly amazing I said before how much I love your energy I just love your mindset um, and as Carol said, we are really just trying to get to where you are and obviously everybody's growing and everything, but I feel for us, at least where you are is really what we're trying to accomplish. So thank you so much for talking to us, um, and taking time out. What year, what year are you guys in college? We're juniors, third year. Okay. So you have time. Like if I could go back. Really? That's time. It's time. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like, no, it feels like time's running out. 
And you guys sound like me when I was a junior in college. If I could go back to junior year Asia, I would literally tell her to relax, keep doing what you're doing, and know that it's all going to work out. And also know that everyone around you is also just figuring it out. Everybody who's older is also just figuring it out. Just bring yourself, just bring yourself down and know that you have time. Like it's all actually just beginning. And I know like being in college during COVID is so different. I can't imagine what that's like. I I, I can't speak to that because I can't imagine what that's like. But you have time. Like hopefully by your senior year, you'll be back on campus. You know, things hopefully will be back to some type of normalcy. But just be patient. Don't compare your journey, anybody else's journey. These are all things I'm telling you I would tell my junior year self is just say, Keep your head down. Do the work. Like I tell everybody, my mantra for life is minding your business is a lifestyle. Mind your business. Do the work. Be patient. And you're going to get there. Like, you're going to get there. But don't rush it. Because when you rush it, you miss steps in the process. And you want to enjoy the journey. So many times we look at the end result of what we want to be or where we want to go all these things and then we look back and it's like damn like I didn't even appreciate the journey and for me shifting my mindset and appreciating the journey instead of focusing so much on what I want the end result to be has been all of the difference and so that's what I would tell you ladies thank, thank you. you thank you so much of course well, you guys are fine. yeah she's truth true. truth it's just nothing but truth and it's easier said than done it's easier said than done because these are all things that I'm sure somebody was telling me when I was a junior in college but I'm telling you just just try just try like it's things that I really wish that I would have listened to more and it's hard it's, it's hard you're looking at everybody get these jobs and you know your just social media makes it even tougher I get it, but you have to stay in your own lane and just know that there is no traffic when you're there. Like, I promise you, just just focus. Y'all be good. We're going to end on that note. Just focus and it'll all be good. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the UNI podcast. For more information and links to everything discussed in this episode, check our show notes below. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and share it with the people you love. We hope you have a transformative day. Sending love and gratitude.